Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and it's been a little while since we've talked, so I have to apologize. I took an unexpected three-week absence or so from the podcast because, frankly, I hit a wall. So on December 19th, I taught my yearly year-ahead astrology forecast workshop, Dictate Your Fate, And we had a great time and I put a lot of myself, my heart, my soul, my sweat and tears into that project. So it's really a great workshop. I was really on fire that day. The sun was near the galactic center, conjunct my south node Neptune conjunction in my natal chart. And I was just really firing on all cylinders You can still purchase the workshop and catch the replay if you didn't get a chance to join us in December, and the link to do that is in the show notes below, so scroll down there and tap that link or copy and paste it into your browser, and then you'll know what's coming in 2022, but we're going to talk about this week, so happy new year. It is 2022. I am actually recording in a different part of my house, which is more comfortable than sitting on my bed. I'm really hoping that the sound is good this week. And if it's not, feel free to let me know. I know, Barbara, you're going to let me know because you always report in about the sound, which I so love and appreciate. So we had a lot going on and I am so sorry I wasn't here to bring it to you. But again, I just felt that wave of exhaustion come over me. And then the holidays were intense, and I'm guessing that they were intense for you too. Not only do we have this surge with the Omicron, which I'm calling the Ohm, but we also have a lot of astrology that's been really heavy. Now, I do think 2022, the astrology is going to get lighter, and we're going to have a really lovely spring, and I'm looking forward to that. But right now, it's pretty intense. And it was even more intense right around Christmas. So we had the final Saturn Uranus square that we have been talking about all of 2021. So all of last year was defined by the Saturn Uranus square. Saturn rules tradition and the way things have always been. He is the wise elder that upholds the ritual. And Uranus is the one that wants to break through, make a change, set us free. And so when they're locked in a square as they are, and they have been for a year, it causes a lot of tension and we feel like we want to make a change. We want to do something different, but there's something holding us back. And we've all been yearning for change all through the past year. We've all gone through some serious trauma living through the past two years, and we've been aching to make the changes, but there's something that feels like it's holding us back. Now, these guys had three exact squares. 
Now, they don't move that fast. So we're still going to be feeling the remnants of the Saturn-Uranus square throughout this year, which means that the uh, pandemic probably isn't going away that quickly. It will change, of course, as Saturn starts to move forward in the next few months as everything starts to pick up and move forward, you know, we're going to move away from the feeling of that square. When Saturn comes back on his retrograde later this year, he'll come back pretty close to a square with Uranus, but they won't exactly find that exact perfect square formation again for a long time. That happened on Christmas Eve. So you might have had some restlessness. Now you want to think back, how did you feel on February 17th, 21? How did you feel on June 14th, 21? That was when you had the previous two squares. But all in all, this Saturn-Uranus square throughout 2021 has been like this residue of restlessness bubbling under the surface this aggravation, this frustration that just lingers, that we can't seem to shake off. And now we finally have this third square and hopefully something opened up for you. You had this aha moment of, oh, that's what I need to do. Or maybe you got to the place where you're like, I've been dreaming about all of these changes. I'm going to finally implement them. And I know for me, that is how this has been playing out. There's been a lot of changes and a lot of boundaries that I've been working on throughout 21. And now I feel like I'm on the other side of the work. I get a little bit of freedom and I get to implement them and feel the freedom that Uranus wants me to feel. So for me personally, I feel like this has been a big masterclass in working on knowing my boundaries, speaking my boundaries, and then feeling the freedom that those boundaries offer me in my relationships. Now, I also have felt this in other parts of my life, but just think on how have your relationships shifted in the past year because we see the astrology, of course, in our work. We see it, of course, in our day-to-day life, in our own experience, our relationship with ourself. But the easiest place to see the astrology is when it's mirrored back to us in other people. Now, the exciting news is that we had this beautiful new moon in Capricorn. So whatever changes you decided you're going to make them, you're finally going to put them into practice. You have a wonderful opportunity this week to do that. But before we get to this week, I want to go back and just tell you all of the really important things that I wasn't here to tell you about at the end of December. Because even though I wasn't here to tell you, you still lived through them. And astrology, we often think about as a practice of looking forward and predicting, but it's actually a practice of looking back and finding the patterns so that we're more prepared as we move forward. So on Christmas Eve, we had that final Saturn-Uranus square. And then on Christmas Day, we had Venus conjunct Pluto, the second of three hits. So you might recall that Venus is now retrograde and she is retrograde through the end of January. And this is the most intense of all the retrogrades. Venus retrogrades every 18 months for 40 days. It is the most challenging retrograde because Venus rules all the things that matter. Venus rules our values 
And our values are tied up with the things that we love. Venus is all about that love. So relationships, money, and the things that are important to us are all on the table right now. Because Venus is retrograde in Capricorn, she's running into Pluto three times. So the second of those three times was on Christmas Day. And that's why Christmas was so intense, because not only did you have Saturn and Uranus coming to make things frustrating and make you feel agitated, but you also had Venus and Pluto together. And Venus is like, okay, we're reviewing all of the ways that you are overlooking your values, that you are not feeling valued, looking at the ways that maybe you don't feel loved or supported or appreciated in your relationships, maybe looking at the ways that some of the old hurts and trauma and wounds from your past relationships are showing up in your current relationships. Many of us were with our families on Christmas Day. So a lot of old stuff was coming up. And there is a phrase that my astrology teacher often uses. If it's hysterical, it's historical. So if you felt a little hysterical on Christmas day, you know that there was some historical trauma coming up and you were experiencing it and being triggered in that moment. And I think so much of this Venus retrograde because of her dance this ongoing dance that she has with Pluto is really about accepting so much of the stuff we've been through and looking at it and saying, oh yeah, that was hard. Like, it's okay that I take myself off the hook for that. I didn't do anything wrong. And I know for me, it was an eye-opening Christmas because it was the first Christmas I spent with my husband. It's the first Christmas we've been married. But previously, he would go to his parents and I would go to my mom for Christmas. And this year, because our first year being married, we said, okay, we're going to be together on Christmas. We're going to go to my mother's and Thanksgiving we did with his parents. So... It was eye-opening for me to have him there as a pattern interrupt because he looked at our Christmas rituals and he looked at the dynamic between my mother and me and he was able to see that from an outward perspective that I can't see. So he mirrored to me what was going on. And that made me think about a lot of my history with my mother and a lot of the things that went on at Christmas when I was growing up. So you may have had a similar experience where Venus gave you a mirror of some sort to help you go back and suss through some of the history around your emotions at this time. Now, we also had Mars trining Chiron on Christmas. So that was giving you permission to feel the feelings. Thank God. And then Jupiter went into Pisces on December 28th, offering us an opportunity to forgive and accept because Pisces is the final sign of the Zodiac. It is the last sign before we are reborn into the sign of Aries. So Jupiter was in Aquarius for most of 21. He did have a little dip into Pisces in May, June. And that was when we all took our masks off and we thought we were going back to normal life. But then Jupiter went back to Aquarius and then it was back to some of those protocols that we had been living with prior. 
And now Jupiter is in Pisces again. And guess what happened the moment Jupiter went into Pisces? The CDC changed its protocol around if you're positive, you have five-day quarantine versus a 10-day quarantine. And of course, Jupiter in Pisces takes away boundaries because Jupiter likes things to be big and massive, and Pisces likes things to be boundless. Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. So on one hand, Jupiter takes away the things that restrict in Pisces, but he also helps us tap into our consciousness. He also helps us tap into our sense of faith. And he encourages us to have compassion for others. So you may have had an aha moment, a moment of, oh yeah, now I understand that person really frustrated me, but I am going to accept that this is who they are and I'm going to plan accordingly as to what kind of relationship I can have with them. Because the Venus Pluto in Capricorn is helping us really identify the boundaries that we need so that we can love. And the Jupiter in Pisces is saying, how can you forgive? How can you accept people for who they are? How can you accept yourself for where you are right now? How can you accept the circumstances that you're in at this moment without wanting them to be different? Because the wanting them to be different is what causes the suffering. And that's a little yoga philosophy with your astrology for today. So that's what's going on with Jupiter and Pisces, which I think is really beautiful and wonderful. And I'm super optimistic. Jupiter and Pisces does make things boundless. And we are working with a boundaryless virus right now, especially because everyone seems to be getting sick. Classic Jupiter and Pisces. It's spreading efficiently and effectively and overwhelmingly. So Mars also sextiled Saturn at this time. At the end of December, got this fortification of our boundaries. We got to embrace discipline again. We got to honor our discernment. Now this is fleeting. Sextiles are really meant to be leaned into. So they are two planets coming together and working together. So Mars, our drive, our motivation, Saturn, our ability to find that discernment and that discipline, they're coming together. They're working. We're motivated to be discerning. But if you didn't use the Mars sextile Saturn, you probably didn't notice it. That was December 29th. On December 30th, Mercury conjunct Pluto. That was really interesting because that was the day that Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty. Mercury's communication. Pluto is the darkness, the secrets, the greed, the power struggles between the powerful and the powerless. She was a very powerful person who is becoming powerless in her situation because she is in prison or going to prison for a long time. So Mercury was speaking to the corruption of power that was going on behind closed doors. And Venus with Pluto is helping us see where a lot of that trauma was happening, as I said earlier. And this, we're seeing it play out on the collective level. We also saw Elizabeth Holmes was found guilty of, I believe, four of the eight counts. I could be wrong. Maybe it's three of the eight counts. The jury's actually going to come back to deliberate three of the counts. And Elizabeth Holmes is an Aquarius. 
she actually was found guilty. It was announced on January 3rd, which was right after Mercury moved into Aquarius. And we also had the moon in Aquarius when she was found guilty of those specific charges. Now, I think it's really interesting that both of these women were very powerful and ran with very powerful men. And they had their hands on a lot of money. And this is all coming out during this Venus retrograde that is very closely connected to Pluto. Pluto shows us where the hidden money is, especially when these planets are in Capricorn, because Capricorn is the sign that is associated with government and big banks and the powers that be, the hierarchies, the patriarchy. And these women were upholding the patriarchy in a lot of ways. So this is a really interesting time legally with everything going on. We're seeing a lot of information come out about one year ago, January 6th, and the insurrection. And that also has to do with this Venus, Pluto, and Capricorn. Because remember, we're very, very, very near the first of three hits of that Pluto return for the USA. So if you want to know more about the Pluto return for the USA, you can go back to episode 100. And the last section of that episode, I think it's like 15 minutes. I talk all about the Pluto return. We're going to talk about it more in February because that will be the first hit of our actual Pluto return that we've been feeling for quite some time. Have you ever thought, I love listening to this podcast, but I just wish I had a cheat sheet? Well, I made one for you. Thanks to other listeners just like you, I have decided to make the Astro Cheat Sheet. So go to astrocheatsheet.com and download yours right now. You'll get a little blurb about each of the planets and each of the signs, and it'll help you follow along. You can even save the image in your images on your iPhone or whatever you use, your Samsung, whatever. And while you're listening, just check in with the planets and the signs. So moving on to what's happening now. New moon in Capricorn happened on Sunday, January 2nd. And this was a really nice new moon in Capricorn that was in a trine with Uranus. Remember, Uranus has been in the square with Saturn for a year. The new moon was like an acceptance of the changes that are occurring and giving you an opportunity to set some intentions around how you're going to execute now that you know the changes you're working with. That's how I felt. We also had Jupiter squaring the nodes and the nodes of fate, they always have to do with choices that are going to impact our future, that have an impact on our destiny. And remember, I always say you dictate your fate. 90% of astrology is free will and 10% is that stuff that you just don't really know why, but it just happens and it feels just beyond your grasp. When we're talking about the nodes of fate, it's that 10%. So there's something that pushed you in a direction to make a choice, or maybe it's happening at this moment because Jupiter's still in a square with those nodes. And the choices that you're making now 
with Jupiter in Pisces, inviting us to dream big, to feel boundless, to expand our consciousness, to accept, to forgive, to have compassion. The choices that you're making with that stuff in mind right now are going to have a long lasting impact on your destiny. And so that's exciting. We have the opportunity to plant some seeds right now that will really impact us for a very long time. And that can be scary. It can also be really empowering. The other thing that is pretty cool is that the new moon in Capricorn on Sunday, Mercury was at zero degrees Aquarius. So this is kind of like a restart or a reset of that great conjunction we had back in December, 2020. So you might recall that December, 2020, right before Christmas, we had Jupiter and Saturn come together in the sky. It was the closest they had been since like 1226. And it was the first time they were conjunct in Aquarius since 1405. And yes, as an astrologer, lots of dates and years just get burned into my brain and I'll remember them forever. And when we had that great conjunction, it was zero degrees Aquarius. There was a sense of a fresh start. There was a sense of hope. Aquarius is the sign that is associated with hopes and dreams. But of course, we were still stuck. We're still stuck in this situation. You know, we have so much going on collectively and there was so much noise And then we had the Saturn Uranus square all year and there was so much frustration and so much agitation and restlessness. This new moon in Capricorn, which again, new moons, full moons, they generally don't have the power to move things in any considerable way. They're more opportunities for us to reflect and to set intentions and to mark time in a way that's meaningful because the moon of course does have a huge impact on our emotions but you also know that emotions are fleeting so new moons and full moons don't necessarily move us forward unless we really lean into them or they hit our chart in a specific way or it's an eclipse but this new moon which was a regular new moon but a really lovely one in Capricorn, had a lot of other things playing into it that felt important. Will this new moon move your life forward if you don't use it? Probably not. But there was a lot of good energy here at your fingertips ready to be used. And you still have opportunities to use this new moon because the moon is still waxing. And we're actually going to have the first quarter of the new moon in Aries. So the first quarter moon, when the moon is half illuminated, it will be in the sign of Aries this weekend. So I really want you to set some intentions this weekend for the year, for the moon cycle, for the next six months, whatever feels resonant for you. And it doesn't mean that you have to do something. It doesn't mean that you're going to set an intention to wake up every day at 6 a.m. and go running. I mean, if you really want to do that, if it's going to make you feel good, then go for it. But set some intentions, put some guideposts on a piece of paper that will help you feel the way you want to feel this year. Because this new moon is a really nice one for getting practical and for putting some structures and some foundations in place that will support you. Because Capricorn 
is the sign that is associated with mountains. It is the cardinal earth sign. Capricorns, they see the vision for the village. They see the whole village and what it's going to look like. And they can imagine that. And then they cooperate with the tourist people who know how to come in and build the structures. They know how to actually get the project to happen. And then they talk to the Virgo people. And the Virgo people put the finishing touches on and they bring in the people with the moving trucks and then they bring the village to life. So that is an example of how the earth signs all work together. But we need Capricorn to cast the vision. So this new moon in Capricorn that happened right after the turn of the year is such an incredible opportunity for you to cast the vision for what you want to create Maybe it's the next month. Maybe it's the next six months. Maybe it's for the year. Maybe it's for the next 19 years because this new moon was a reset of that great conjunction that we experienced at the end of 2020. So I really, really, really like this weekend for sitting down, doing some reflection and setting some intentions, embrace the changes, accept your present circumstances, Let Jupiter inspire you to dream big, make some choices, and Capricorn will always encourage you to be pragmatic and have some discernment in those choices. So you don't have to worry about that. Now, the other thing that's going on right now that is really going to fuel any intention setting you do this weekend is that Venus is going to have her meet up with the sun. So the Venus star point is occurring on Sunday at 18 degrees Capricorn. And this is an initiation of its own sort because the Venus star point occurs every time she has a retrograde and she meets up with the sun, it creates a spot in the sky. And then in eight years, she comes back and does the same thing just a few degrees from that spot. And over time, it creates this beautiful spiraling five-pointed pentagram star. It is also associated with this idea of the Fibonacci spiral. There's this beautiful sacred geometry about it that is way above my pay grade in describing, but I am currently doing a lot of research on the Venus retrograde because I think that it's such an interesting part of astrology. And for me, Eight years ago, the Venus star point that occurred during her retrograde in Capricorn was so profound. It was very close to this point because every eight years she revisits that general spot within a few degrees. So this is going to be a really great opportunity to do some vision casting, to do some intention setting. And she's going to shift. She's going to go from being an evening star into being a morning star. So she's going to disappear from the night sky for a few days. And then on January 15th, she's going to emerge as a morning star, which means that you're going to be able to see her. If you get up before the sun, you'll see Venus bright in the sky. And when she shifts into the morning star position, There's something fierce about her. There's something powerful and independent. 
It's like Venus isn't messing around when she's the morning star. So I'm excited to see that shift. The one other way that Venus is helping you dream this week is she's also meeting up with Neptune in a sextile. And as I said earlier, sextiles are meant to be leaned into. So you probably won't notice it unless you use it. But this week, she has the second of three sextiles with Neptune because, of course, with her retrograde path, she is having this aspect with Neptune three times. And this is like Venus is working on getting the money together in Capricorn. She's making sure that you've got a little in the savings account, you got some for taxes, you have enough to pay yourself. And then Neptune is dreaming about all of the ways that you could use the money for good, all of the ways that you could spend your money that align with your values. And in other words, if that metaphor doesn't align for you, it might be about you dreaming up how you want to spend your time and energy in a way that does align with your values. Because at the end of the day, that's what this Venus retrograde is about. It's about all of us getting really clear on what we value, what we prioritize, and how that's going to inform our actions and our behavior going forward. So that's what I got for you this week. I want to just take a moment to give you a few themes to consider I want you to slow down and resist the urge to push, resist the urge to feel like a cannonball being shot into the new year because we have Venus retrograde and we are in the pre-Mercury retrograde shadow because Mercury is going to retrograde mid-month pretty much next week. So this is a new year that isn't taking off out of the gates really fast. You're easing in, you're warming up and it's okay to warm up. It's a good thing to warm up. Anyone who does any serious working out knows that you need a warm up first. So we're warming up and that's okay. This is an incredible opportunity to reprioritize the things in your life that you spend energy, time, and money on so that you know that you're spending where you value. And so that's something to consider. This month, I'm actually doing a January no spend month, which basically means that I'm only spending on things that are on my thrive list, which is something that my business coach, Tara Newman, taught me about. I have a list in my notes app on my iPhone with all the things that help me thrive two massages a month that helps me thrive getting a manicure that helps me thrive there are things that cost money that help me thrive that are really important to me and i can spend money on those but a new pair of leggings not something i need to thrive going out to dinner not something i need to thrive so those are things that i'm not spending money on this month it's a fun activity if you're up for it But for me, I just was inspired with this Venus retrograde to really identify what I value and really prioritize what I'm spending time, money, and energy on. And last but not least, I do feel like there 
was an opening of compassion with Jupiter moving into Pisces. And I don't know if it's that we're all just so worn out from everything that is happening in the world and has been happening in the world for two years, but it's almost like I feel like I'm being worn down to a place where I have to crack open and say, okay, I understand. I accept. It's okay. And so if you're feeling like that, it might be a little bit of Jupiter and Pisces. It might be a little bit, some of this other stuff we talked about, but give yourself space. If you feel like you want to cry it out, cry it out. If you feel like you just want to sleep, sleep. I gave myself three weeks to unexpectedly not do this podcast and do as little work as possible because I was exhausted. And so the lesson from that is listen to your body and honor what you need so that you can continue to show up because it's not a sprint. We're running a marathon and that's what this life is. So don't keep pushing off the rest. Don't keep pushing off having the emotional breakdown. Don't keep pushing off the thing that you know that you need right now. And maybe that's something as simple as taking a walk and getting out of the house, but whatever it is, don't put off what you know you need right now to thrive. And that's it. I'm going to sign off. If you want to catch the replay of my 2022 year ahead workshop, then please head to the link in the show notes below. You can tap that link or copy and paste it. It's $26, well worth it. It was a great workshop and you will have a beautiful overview of everything that we're working with astrologically this year. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.